because that's what I thought was normal. And then I, I rang my dad. Because I was... <laughs> You're listening to Have You Got 15. My name is Owen Davis and my co-host today is Danny Martin. Danny, introduce yourself to us quickly. Hello, I am Danny Martin, the executive producer for Triple M Breakfast in Sydney. A big study has been done, Danny, uh, around the globe. Who sits down to we? So... The, pretty much the question is, where in the world do men sit down to we? A 13-country study on men's peeing preferences internationally has been undertaken. Looking at the list here, so every time they sit down, leading the pack is Germany. So 40% uh, 40% of men in Germany sit down to we every time. Unsurprising. But I want to know, did the... Did they offer this information? Was this like a, a survey based on honesty, I wonder? Yes. Well, I think it was anonymous. Oh, So okay. then surely right. it's honest, right? Like, it's not like, oh, you're in the pub in front of everyone. Who sits down to me? I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, the thing that I found out about this is it made me think of, over my time on this planet, it's come up every couple years, yep. you'll find out there's a man in the group. And it's always a man, I don't know why. That sits down to we. Not only sits down to we, but then stands up to wipe his ass after a dump. Oh. Yes, mate. It's, I know. And every time you mention it, it's like if you sit down to wipe your ass, you think that's a crazy thing to say. But mm. anytime it's come up, there's like one guy in the group. I remember one time my husband, an ex-teammate of his, they busted in on him and found out that he stood up and wiped his ass and was like horrified when they- Wait, just quickly, <laughs> they busted in him of him actually doing it or it came up in conversation? No, they busted in on him because it was a, a, a locker room. <laughs> locker room situation. Poor guy got grilled over. And the second time I've encountered it in my life, was an old boss of mine on the Gold Coast found out at cricket practice. I don't know how this shit comes <laughs> up in practice, right? It's always at a sporting practice yeah. that it comes up. But apparently it let go that he stands up to wipe his ass. He was so shooketh about it. that The whole cricket team gets into a debate. Another guy that admits quietly afterwards because he couldn't <laughs> admit it to the team like, hey, I actually stand to wipe my ass too. And the boss was so shooketh, he actually asked the whole team about it the next day at work. <laughs> well, I'll let you in on a little secret. Oh. I used to stand oh, yeah. to wipe my ass. <laughs> Not anymore. Until what age? Oh, hold on. Probably like 28. <laughs> but, mate, here's the thing. It's just the mechanics, right? It's like if you're sitting... Yeah. There's already spreadage. Yeah, but my thing is, whoever discusses how to wipe your ass. So when I find this out, I don't know how it came up. And I was like, oh, I stand. It's not like a full stand. Like, I'm, I know it's not very visual, but I'm not standing up straight smearing shit up my back. Right? <laughs> In my mind, you are. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's sort of like a bit of a sort of a half, like if I'm in the slips playing cricket, like a sort of a, quarter you know, spot? yeah, a like quarter a quarter spot, spot just, to, you know, just to get up a bit of space. And it all made sense because I remember I used to be in a cubicle. I'm a tall guy, maybe 6'1". And like I used to be able to look over the thing and I was always like sort of then half crouching <laughs> down so no one could see my head peeking over. <laughs> so you are wiping your ass sort of crouched, like in the slips. seeing over. Yeah, while looking over and I'm like, hey. So you've taken a shat. And mm -hmm. then you have three quarters stood up yep. to wipe. Yeah, because that's what I thought was normal. And then I, I rang my dad. Because <laughs> who teaches you how to wipe your ass? It's your mum or your dad, right? Yeah, no, for Normally, sure. or your carrot, whatever. So yeah. I rang my dad. I was like, um, do you stand to wipe your ass? And he's like, no. And I was like, well, why? And I asked my mum, and she's like, no. And I was like, well, why do I do it? Like, who's... <laughs> 
How has this happened? And that's the thing. When that person finds out, they're always shooketh. And yeah. look at you. You even oh. called your dad. Yeah. And I was asking friends and everyone's yeah. like, oh, no, I didn't find another one. But no, I feel like no one admitted it because then I would have a laugh at them. Right. Just quickly, <laughs> and before we move on as well, so those results. So sitting down to Wii, Australia were number two in the world. 25% of people sit down to Wii, which yeah. is astonishing. And Britain, where I'm from, is one of the lowest, so only 9%. So we need to do it. Uh, you know what? I'm going to look up if there's a survey of who stands up to wipe their ass. <laughs> Please do. It's like, oh, no one does. <laughs> Lies. Danny, you're from overseas originally, as everyone can tell by your accent. What? So there'll be a lot of flying, right? You'd be going back and forth every so often. What is the flight like from Sydney to to home for you, roughly? Oh, well, now you can go Sydney to Houston direct, and that's 13 hours. Yeah, great. Well, I'm from the UK, and that's like all up. It's probably like 24, 27 hours, you know, with the the stopovers in in China and Singapore and all that, because I'm a tight ass. But now they reckon... (laughs) UK by a Zanzibar. (laughs) Yeah, everyone's like, what are you doing? Get off the boat. So they reckon soon we'll be doing it for two hours. Oh. Within 10 years, it'll take two hours to go from Sydney to London, but the catch is you'll have to go via space. Oh, no. You wouldn't do it? No, not even for a two-hour flight home. Two hours to space. What happens if it was the same price? No. Cheaper? No, I can't. There's something that really, really freaks me out about leaving the atmosphere, like Mm. that I will just float away like Sandra Bullock in gravity. (laughs) Like, I just cannot have it. No, I got to stay in the atmosphere. Yeah, see, I would do it. They reckon it's £350,000 per seat, which puts me off a little bit. Oh, yeah, I'm going private. I'll yeah, yeah like if you're spending that money, you'd go private, right? Absolutely. Or first class in like Emirates or something like that. Some of them will have like a full living room. Yeah, give me the sky bed, but in this atmosphere. <laughs> Danny, are you a big fan of uh, Scottish football? Heaps. <laughs> Name one team. <laughs> Uh, the Scottish Scotsman. Great. Good good, good club there. I like them. <laughs> Wraith Rovers FC. So you're going to love this team. They've got a player and his name is Liam Dick. Oh, already promising. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they extended his contract and they tweeted Dick Extension, <laughs> which you can, I'm sure, uh, can understand what the comments were on Twitter. Excellent news, really. Someone wrote, really stiffens up the defense. And another one here, which I loved. I'm really pleased for Dick. The first time I saw him, I wanted to pull him off. <laughs> But he was a definite grower, hard in the tackle, a solid member of the squad, and a real come-from-behind kind of guy. Mate, I love a good dick. Who doesn't? So if you're going <laughs> to extend that dick, yeah, do I it say publicly. More dick. So your husband uh, used to play basketball. He was did. he around when Twitter, like when when he played? Was uh, did he get a lot of tweets and stuff like that? What was the go? Look, no, he was a little bit before social media craze. So back in his day, the the loony fans, if you will, mm. would write to the club. Oh, like a full pen pen like, pal. Like, well, the be- uh, let me tell you, <laughs> the best. The best worst, I'll say, uh, a sort of box of admiration and things like that. It was a whole box that Reese got, right? He had just won a championship in the State League in Rockhampton, but now he was playing in the NBL in uh, Wollongong for the yep. Hawks. So they get a package addressed to him from Rockhampton. Reese brings it home. He kind of never really gets into that, but I get so excited. So he's <laughs> yeah. like, here, you open it. I'm like, yes, all right. <laughs> so like, I open this box up. And it is piles of condoms. Like you oh. open it and they're flying out of the, like they are packed in there. I mean, glow in the dark, ones that tasted like things, like a whole menagerie of condoms are flowing out here. And there was jupe after spray and jupe cologne. And then there was this little, like clearly she's typed it up on a. Or he. 
No, it was a she. She had a picture of it. Let me know. It gets better. It gets better. So she's typed up this little note, has a picture on it, full address, full phone number. And then on the back of it, it was like, hey, Reese, I just wanted to send you this. I'm a really big fan of yours. Um, I didn't get you a chance to... Um, come say hi in Rockhampton, but I just want to let you know that if your wife doesn't let you stick it in your her ass, you can stick it in my ass. I bet a sucker, I bet I suck a better dick than your wife does. I mean, she just went full blue in three sentences. And now I'm a fiery Venezuelan, yeah, yeah. so I'm all this bitch. And Reese just rips the package out of my hand, takes the little thing that has all her details on it, flushes it down the toilet. May I spent like months trying to track down this. Yeah. I don't know anal loving whore from Rockhampton <laughs> that wanted my husband but I never got to the bottom of it what the fuck never got another piece of fan mail again either that was it one and done Danny a local story for us a man jailed for more than four years for assaulting a man he claimed was his drug dealer oh so what it, the guy he wanted to buy some meth but he got served heroin oh and I'm reading here it was injected into him Oh. Is that right? So he was <laughs> injected with heroin and set. Well, you know what I think? Fair. Fair. <laughs> yeah. Mate, if I'm looking for, I don't know, the face picking euphoria that mm. meth brings me. Yes. And instead you've injected me with heroin and I've got the nods, I, w- I wouldn't be happy. I feel disrespected when I get the soy milk instead of almond milk, <laughs> right? So I feel like if you give me heroin instead of meth, you deserve a punch in the face. Would you, uh, when do you reckon they realized? Is it when you when you feel it or like when as he he's got up. the needle in there? <laughs> <laughs> Probably when he came to six hours later, yeah, and he, goes, he realized. Oh, God, what was that? That was not meth. <laughs> that was not. I haven't taken anything apart and all my skin's intact. And what is you, wrong? And who do you go to for that? The ombudsman? Like oh, you can't yes, uh, like, go to the police. This guy's ripped me off. He's giving me heroin instead of meth. Yeah, it's just dodgy business dealings, really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you can't trust your drug dealer, mate, who can you trust? <laughs> Danny, people will think I'm a bit of a royalist because I seem to talk about it all the time, but I just love so many stories that have come out of King Charles' coronation. It's very exciting. And this one's probably my favourite, and I'm going to read that out as the news story. As it, so I'll give you the, I'll give you the full rundown. Um, Australian woman Alice Chambers says she was arrested at the coronation of King Charles and languished behind bars for 13 hours over a case of mistaken identity. <laughs> the 36-year-old architect said in an interview that she was handcuffed in the mall, which is, you know, that big street where the, mm. where the thing goes, not a shopping mall, along with a group of Just Stop Oil protesters on suspicion of potential to cause a breach of the peace. Oh, not even breaching the peace, <laughs> no, just a potential, potential to cause it. <laughs> she says, I was just sitting on my little stool and noticed there was some yelling and then police swooped in and were pushing the crowd back. I must have been right on the edge of that. I went to get up and two police officers just grabbed me and handcuffed me. She was jailed for 13 hours and missed, missed the complete coronation. (laughs) Well, that's why you don't turn up to places early. Yeah. I mean, if that's not the lesson from there, I don't know Mm. what is. I think she should go to jail for lining up early for the coronation. Absolutely, (laughs) mate. Get a grip. It's going to be on TV. I just love that. I love the mistaken identity. You know what they say, that all white people look the same. (laughs) It's true. I say it all the time. I say it every morning. Danny, my favourite part of the podcast, it's the confessions from online. I'll read them out and we'll have a little chit-chat around them. Are you ready for the first one? I'm ready. Just had a famous actor follow me on Twitter off the back of one tweet. I now have a few celebrities follow me, and quite frankly, it's bloody stressful. I hate the thought of them unfollowing me one day, so I constantly have to try and be funny. I'm the victim of my own success. (laughs) 
bless. Now, I feel similar, like, since working at Triple M, some footy yeah. players follow you, right? Yeah. And it's a bit of a thrill, and you're like, oh, how cool. Yeah. But now I feel, like, pressure, because if I post some random shit that my friends are like, whatever, Unfollow. I feel the pressure, especially, like, if they follow you and the next post or the next story... I'm like, I've got to make a good impression. Yes. Yes. And since I've worked here and had a bit more high caliber <laughs> followers, if you will, I yeah. think I've reached a triple digits. Yes. Um, yeah. It's like now I look at who's watched my oh, stories. I always look who's watched oh, my do stories. You? I was a bit fast and loose before because I didn't care if Aunt Liz mm. saw them. Yeah. But now I want to know if the boys have watched <laughs> yeah. them, right? Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> I think we think of ourseles a bit too highly. They don't care what we're posting. They're probably yeah. skipping through our stuff. But if their name pops up, I'm like, oh, I wonder what they thought. Totally. And then imagine they unfollow you and you're like, Ugh. Do you know who I got really excited about when they yeah, followed? Who? Not from Triple M. Yeah. It's very random. Lazy Bone from Bone Thugs in Harmony. <laughs> Wait, <how did> that... <laughs> I don't know how it happened, yeah. mate, but I was fangirling so hard when Lazy Bone from Bone Thugs in <laughs> Harmony started following. I was posting a picture of ribs, but it's using like, bone, 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 bone. My favorite song. I love, I love these guys. I <laughs> totally did add pressure though, significantly. Ready for the next one, Danny? Ready. When I was breastfeeding our child, my husband had to help me. Oh, that, dear. That's it. That's all it is. Oh, that's it? Yep. <laughs> I think this is the woman. She's copped a lot of flack. I've heard about her because her husband helped her by actually suckling Sucking the teeth. Straight from the tap? Straight from the tap. It mm. was on tap. But let me tell you, I need to defend <laughs> this woman a little bit, right? When my daughter was five months old, I flew to Perth for 20 hours. I was yep. full in the midst of breastfeeding, but it was a hen's, right? So I flew <laughs> is that, over. Is, is that... <laughs> yeah, it was worth it, all right? So I've pumped, I've pumped like three days ahead. I've got a whole mm. milk bar at home yep. to feed the baby. So I fly away and I go to this hens and we're drinking and we're drinking and we're drinking. And that, that liquid's got to go somewhere, mate. And I had porn star cans <laughs> by like midnight, right? We're out in Subiaco somewhere. My, my cans are under my chin. They're on fire. They're huge. <laughs> So I was so uncomfortable. I had to go into the bathroom and there's me hand expressing pretty much a white Russian because I'm full of vodka <laughs> at this point into the club sink. And it was really embarrassing, but it was, you know, you had to do what you had to do. And the thing is, it's still on the flight home the next day because, you know, the flights affect pressure and yeah. liquid. And again, had my rock hard cans. So is them. it like milking in a cow? Yeah. So you're literally just squeezing it into the sink? Yeah. Was like a public sink? Yeah. Did anyone walk in? Nope. And I had to do it on the plane ride home as well. Ooh, in the Ma bathroom or at the seat? In the... <laughs> you're like, can I, when they're coming around with a cup of tea, you're like, yes, I'll have a uh, black tea, no milk, and three extra cups, please. <laughs> And that's the end of Have You Got 15 this week. Danny, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, mate. Can't wait to be back.